Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. We are starting a brand new series today called Moving Forward. We just finished uh, a series a couple weeks ago, and last week we talked about what it means to, to serve and how to serve at the heart, that volunteering and helping out and serving is not specific to church, and it, it is not your duty, it is not your obligation, it is an opportunity, and we went over that last week, and we still have our serve table up. If you're interested in learning how to serve here at the heart, there's so many different ways to be plugged in and be a part, and you can do that if, if you want to, but today we're starting a brand new series that we're going to be in for. For a few weeks, five weeks, and it's going to be about moving forward. And we have, we actually have a team of people that uh, that we put together that I call them my series engineers. And we talk through some big ideas, and that's where a lot of these series on a Sunday morning come from. Just kind of a collection of talks, and we talk about things that that, that we want to dig into, spiritual uh, ideas and conversations. And uh, some of them are not so spiritual, but we're still going to talk about them anyway. And and uh, this idea of moving forward came from now that we are kind of as a society, as a city, as a community, taking these next steps into what the rest of our life is going to be like. Taking these next steps into what our jobs are going to be like, into what life in our family is going to be like. How can we move forward? And there is such a distinct idea between moving on and moving forward. And I don't want you to move on. Because moving on is something that somebody tells you when you've just been dwelling on something a little bit too long for their taste, right? You ever been dwelling on something for too long and somebody's like, just move on. Just let it go and move on. And today, I don't want you to move on. For the next few weeks, I don't want to talk about what it's like to move on, what it's like to just let it go, what it's like to just get on with your life. I want to talk about what it means for you and I as people, as a family, as a community, as a city to truly move forward. Getting ready for this, for this message, for this series, I started thinking about like things in my life that I've had to move forward with, and I've definitely had moments in my life where I've just moved on, and those moments I've had where I've moved on have, have just kind of been buried. When I move on, it just kind of buries something. I was thinking about years and years and years ago, I went uh, on a trip to Colorado. I went to uh, a place called Pikes Peak. Ever, anybody ever been to Pikes Peak or heard of Pikes Peak or, or, or have a hand that they can raise? Uh, I'm willing to. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you guys get it now. <laughs> so I went to this place called Pikes Peak, and we were going with a few people, and it's called a 14er. I don't mean to brag with how outdoorsy I am, but I'm going to let you guys in on the lingo. It's called a 14er because the peak, the height of Pikes Peak is a mountain that is at least 14,000 feet high. So it's called a 14er. And some people, what they like to do is they like to look for 14ers and climb 14ers, and, the, and that's kind of your thing. And so we were going out there, and, and I was not in great shape at the time, not the physical specimen that you see today. You know, I was not in great shape, and I was, you know, uh, I, I was uh, overweight, obese, and, and, and I was like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Everybody else is going to do it. I'm going on this trip with I'm going to do it. And this is where I was at in my life. Um, the night before, I was not excited about packing. I wasn't making sure that I had the right shoes. I wasn't making sure that I had the right jacket. I wasn't making sure that I had the right equipment. I was making sure that I put P 
peanut M&Ms and not plain M&Ms in my trail mix for the walk up there. That's where I was at in my life. Anybody else is just diehard peanut M&Ms over regular M&Ms? I feel like you are a psychopath and they will find you. Uh, you might be a serial killer if you prefer regular M&Ms to peanut M&Ms. And so this is where I was at in my life, and I remember kind of going up Pikes Peak, and I was, you know, I start off really, really confident, really, really, really assured of myself, a little bit arrogant, just enough arrogance to get things done. You know, that's where I like to hover in that range, where I have just enough arrogance to get things done in life. And so I started off confident, and I'm walking with everybody else, and everybody else is in great shape. I'm like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm on the same pace as you guys. And slowly up the mountain, their pace is staying the same, and I'm kind of huffing and puffing and, you know, staying back a little bit. And I remember the closer you get to the top, they have this thing. I don't want to brag at how outdoorsy I am, but they have this thing called the tree line, okay? And there's a certain height on planet Earth where trees can no longer grow, so you get to this tree line, and then it's just rocks from there up. It's incredible to see. And so I'm climbing up, and at, at one point, you start off all together. There's 13 of us walking this, you know, this trail, and we're all going to do it together, and we're laughing, and we're talking, and we're having a good time. And before long, it's just me. It's just me because everyone else has gone ahead. And I feel not as motivated as I did earlier. And I'm out of peanut M&Ms, and I'm out of all the snacks that I brought, and I feel like, okay, well, why am I doing this again? You know, I wanted to do this together with everybody. You know, like Matt said earlier, I'm a, I'm a, party, I'm a party boy too. I mean, if there's a party, I'm there. And even if I'm tired, uh, you know, you give me a call like, hey, Dom, we're getting something together. Like, okay, I got an early morning, but let's do it. And so I was up there alone. And the higher I get, I'm like, I, 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 why am I doing this? And then I would stop and take breaks. And we were never taking breaks when we were down below and all together. But I was stopping and taking breaks, and I was tired. And I thought I was going to be done and, you know, this climb in like six hours and I'm on already eight hours and I'm still not even at the little part to the top where you can kind of reach the peak and I start thinking about like, I'm just going to take a break. I'm just going to take a rest. And each time I took a rest, it was harder and harder to get going. You ever experienced that where you, you kind of take a stop and you're resting? And a lot of us were forced into a rest, obviously, the last couple of years. But you, get, you, you, you stop and you lose that momentum, right? You lose that momentum of where you were going. That's what I felt. I felt like I lost the momentum of this kind of walk, of this hike. And I've been feeling that lately in my life, not just because of COVID. It's not like COVID's the boogeyman. The COVID helped us see a lot of the things that we were in ourselves, right? And I've noticed a lot of places where I felt stuck, where I have lost momentum. And I wonder where in your life you feel like you have lost some momentum, the kind of idea of this moving forward is, you know, we, we kind of experienced it when we were going to reopen, you know, the heart back up. And we did in November. And there was all these, you know, guidelines and you see it all over. And everybody's dealing with it. But we were kind of looking for uh, this. We were in this weird place where we were reestablishing the church that we already had together. We were at the same time reestablishing what we already had together and also starting something new. Have you felt this in your life where you're trying to reestablish something that you already had, something that you already had going on, but at the same time, there's this newness to it that you didn't expect to be there. You didn't even want to be there. Whether it's with your life or your relationships or your job or whatever it is you have going on, we're in this weird place where we have to reestablish but start again. Restart 
but in a new place. And it's been hard for us to figure out. Maybe, maybe I don't want to put that on you. It's been hard for me to figure out. How do you restart from a new place? How do you have something that you already have had, but then you're trying to move forward, not just move on? Again, I don't want you to move on. I want you to move forward. So we thought about this idea of like, okay, how, how in life, how do you move forward? I think the one thing, the first thing that we want to do The one thing that I want to convince you of today, and if I can't convince you of it, I at least want to tell it to you, and you can put it in your brain and let it incept you later on, or you can write it down or however you live your life, and that's that you're not starting from scratch. I think the biggest thing that can kill our momentum is we feel like we're starting from scratch. When we lose momentum, it can be easy to trick ourselves or convince ourselves that we're starting from scratch, that we're starting from zero, that we're starting from nothing. And that is just not the case. So there's a piece of scripture I want to look at today where at least there's one area of your life where I know that you're not starting from zero. There's a few areas that I might try to convince you of later, but I know there's one area in our life, and it's the area of our spirituality where we are not starting from zero, we're not starting from scratch. And not because we've done anything great, not because we've worked hard to do the right Christian things, or even if you're not Christian and, and, and you're here just kind of auditing uh, Christianity. That's a, funny, uh, that's a funny phrase, auditing Christianity. Even wherever you are in your journey of faith, we have been given gifts from God given gifts freely that are not determined on who we think we are. They're not determined on what we think we should do. They are only determined by the giver of the gift. They are only determined by God. So what I want to do is I want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now, if you've ever been to a wedding, we are going to pick up right after where most people read that bit about the wedding. The love is patient, love is kind. And in this particular part of this book, now this book is actually a letter. It was a letter written by a man named Paul, and he was actually in the city of Corinth for a little over a year, is what, we're, is what we have learned. And he was basically pastoring them, teaching them, training these, this group of people on what it meant to live this life of freedom, this life in Jesus, this life connected to God that they had never experienced before. And this letter comes to this group of people later on, kind of addressing some of the things that he has heard are going on in the community. So he would hear, he would check up on the communities that he would help start, and he would learn some of the issues they were dealing with, and he would write letters back, long letters, that he would write back to address, help address some of the things that people were dealing with, some of the issues they were facing. And as he wraps up the letter, this is towards the end of the letter, as he wraps up the letter... He's trying to persuade them, to show them, to teach them that the that love that God has given them, they can show to one another. That the love that God has given them, they can give that same love away, not because they are full of love, but because they have been filled with love. You see the difference? There's sometimes that if we are expected to love or meant to love or meant to take care of or meant to, you know, meant to help the people around us, there are some times that we feel empty, that we feel like we've had a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a bad year. 
and we feel like we have nothing to give. And that's when we can remind ourselves that what we have to give has been gifted to us, the things that matter. Okay, so here's what I want to do. I want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Now, I'm going to look at the message uh, translation, the Bible that you uh, are going to be referencing, the one that you have in your home or on your phone, the one you like to look at. It might be a different translation. Uh, translation. That's okay. It's good to look at different translations. It's good to understand the full breadth of what some of the authors of the Bible are trying to say. It helps us get a really good understanding of where they were going, where the story was going. So uh, I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to look at verses 12 and 13. Watch this. We don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright, and we'll see it all then, see it all as clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly just as he knows us. Now watch this. But for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us toward that consummation. But for right now, until things get better, Okay? Until things get great in your family, until you get the job that you dream of, until you finally get that house you've been waiting for, until you finally graduate, until whatever you think is going to make you happy gets there, watch this. Here's what we have to lead us toward where we can be as a community, where we can be with God. We can trust steady in God. We can hope unswervingly, and we can love extravagantly. And he says the best of these three is love. Maybe you've heard it like this. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. If you've been to a wedding, you probably heard that for sure. The best of the three is love. He goes on to say that love endures, right? Love never dies, and I keep bringing up a wedding because a lot of times this verse is read in a wedding or this collection of, of, of verses is read in a wedding and we talk about love in, in, the, in the romantic sense. We talk about love between two people getting married. But love is bigger than marriage. Love is bigger than romance. Love is something that we have been gifted with. And this message is probably going to get as sappy and gushy as you think it's going to get because I'm going to talk about love the rest of the time we're here. Because when it comes to us moving forward in our life, wherever you are on your journey of faith, when it comes to us moving forward in our relationships, wherever you are in your romantic relationships or your friendships or whatever it is, when it comes to us moving forward with the people that we have been divided by on social media and our friends and at work and all of that, all of these, you are not starting from scratch. You are not starting from level zero. You are starting with at least three gifts, and that is the gift of faith, the gift of hope, and the gift of love. And if you have the gift of love, then you don't need to do any work. You don't need to go to counseling to get love, although you do need to go to counseling for some other things you have going on in your life. You don't need to earn God's love. You don't need to earn the love that God's going to give you to give others. It is a gift that we have that we can move in. If you're taking notes, write this down. I don't want you to just move on. Don't just move on. Move forward. Don't just move on. Move forward. You get to decide. 
I know I talk about choice a lot, and it's probably not going to slow down because it's the one thing that's going to empower you to own your life, your relationships, your job, your faith, your spirituality. Choice is the only thing that empowers you. I can't empower you to take a step forward in your faith. Your parents, your kids, your spouse, your friends cannot empower you to move forward in your life. You must choose to move forward. Don't move on. Don't forget it. Don't push it down. Don't push it to the side. Move forward from it. Because when we move forward, we're making progress. When we move forward, we're not pretending what happened didn't happen. We're saying it did, but we're choosing to move forward. If you're taking notes, write this down. Moving forward is easier when you see that you aren't starting from scratch. Moving forward is easier when you know, when you see that you aren't starting from scratch. You see what I'm saying? You see, it's so much more difficult to get momentum when you're starting at zero. It's so much more difficult to get momentum when you're starting at zero, but... It's easier to move forward when you see that you don't have zero, that you have love, that you have hope, that you have faith, that you have the gift to move in faith. You have been gifted the hope, the hope that God brings. You have been gifted the love that God has. And when you see that you have those, moving forward becomes easier. Now moving forward, you have a little bit of momentum because you're not at a dead stop. I was, uh, uh, I was doing a uh, workout the other day. I don't want to brag with all my working out stuff. You guys get it. But I was doing a workout the other day, and uh, there was a gal outside. She was pushing one of those, uh, what are one of those, uh, it's like a sled, you know what I'm talking about? Anybody work out around here? I don't know what they're called. It's a sled. Um, that's, how, that's how into it I am. <laughs> uh, and so she's pushing this sled, and she's pushing it hard. She goes to the end of the, you know, the little parking lot, and then she stops. And then she tries to spin it, and she's having, difficult turning it, she's having difficulty turning it around. And her trainer says, it's easier to turn if you don't stop at the end. It's easier to turn if once you get where you want to go, you keep that momentum going. Right? It's always difficult to get going again. It's always difficult to get moving forward if we come to a complete stop. So what are we supposed to do when we're completely stopped in our faith? What are we supposed to do when we're completely stopped in our marriage? What are we supposed to do when we're completely stopped in our parenting, at our job? When we're completely stopped and we want to move forward and not move on, we need to know that we're not starting from scratch. We need to encourage ourselves and empower ourselves and see that we are not starting from scratch. If you're taking notes, write this down too. God has given us a hope that creates momentum for our future. The hope that God gives us, the love that God gives us, that helps us to create momentum for our future. We need that momentum to move forward. Momentum is what helps us move forward. Because you don't need momentum to move on, but you do need momentum to move forward. Taking time to see, this is one more thing I want you to write down, taking time to see what we do have 
can reduce the power of what we don't. If you're anything like me, I love to focus on what I don't have. I love to focus on the things that are missing in my life. I love to focus on on how I don't measure up. I love to focus on the negative parts. Does anybody else spend so much time and energy focusing on what you don't have, what you're not able to do, what you're not able to see? What if just for this week, okay, for the rest of your life, you're going to live to 110 years old? I know it. But just for seven days... One day, the rest of today, what if you allowed yourself to see what you do have? What if you allowed yourself to see that you do have God's love within you? What would change about the way you talk to yourself? What would change about the way you talk to the people around you? What if you did allow, what if you allowed yourself to see that hope can be more powerful? What if you allowed yourself to see that faith can move in your life. How could that reduce the power of what you don't have? How could that reduce the power of what you're missing at work, what you're missing in your marriage, what you're missing in your parenting? If you allowed yourself to see what you do have, I don't even think I'm preaching to you guys. I think I'm talking to myself today. What if you took the time today to see what you do have in your life, even if it's just these three things? Faith, hope, and love. What would the rest of your day look like? What would the rest of your week look like? What would the rest of your life look like? If you chose to see that no matter how stopped you feel, that you can move in love. Now, I'm not talking love sappy. I'm not talking love gushy. And I don't mean you have to love everybody and give them uh, uh, in, in the way that you, you know, give everybody a hug or give everybody a kiss on the cheek or open mouth kiss or I don't know where you're at with your life. I don't know where your boundaries are. But what I do mean is that you can choose love. You can choose to see the best in others. You can choose to see what God has put in them. And that's not easy. Come on, that's not easy. That's the hardest part. I know the people in your city, they're the same people in my city, and some of them are terrible. Some of them are mean. Some of them are hateful. Some of them are hurtful. But we, you and I get to choose if we're going to be mean. You and I get to choose if we're going to be hateful. You and I get to choose what we see and don't see in our own life. We can't control how other people are going to respond, how other people are going to react, and we're not meant to. The way that you and I are going to be able to move forward in our life is by choosing to move forward. The way you and I are going to be able to move forward is by choosing to see that we're not starting from scratch, that if we have nothing else, we have faith, hope, and love. These are gifts freely given by a God who loves to freely give gifts. Last thing, last thought I want, to, I want you to write down is the gifts of faith, hope, and love are choices. Here I go again. I'm like a broken record with this choice. The gifts of faith, hope, and love are choices in which we're empowered to move. We have been empowered to use these gifts, not obligated to practice faith, hope, and love, not supposed to have faith, supposed to hope, supposed to love. No, we are empowered to move in faith. 
We are empowered to move with hope. We are empowered to move in love, and we get to choose it today. You don't need to wait. There's not some spiritual exam I'm going to give you at heartbeat here on June 26th, and then once you pass it, I can be, hey, congratulations. Now you can have faith, hope, and love. Well done, my good and faithful servant. No, 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 no. These are gifts that we have been given that we can choose to be empowered to move in. When I was close to the top of Pike's Peak, I was almost there. And I was out of my snacks. I was out of all the stuff that was my, my motivations, right? My motivations to get to the top of Pike's Peak was all the people around me. They were gone. They had passed me. Another one of my motivations was all the snacks I was going to have on the way there. They were gone. All of a sudden, it was just me and the last 200 feet of this mountain until I was done, until I was at the top. And I kept taking breaks, and it was stopping my momentum, y'all. I kept taking breaks. I kept stopping. But I remember, I remember this so clearly. What I was able to do in those moments of being stopped, what I was able to do in those moments where I, was, where I felt like I, need, I just need a rest, I need to stop, I can't do this right now, I can't take another step, is I would look back out to where I had climbed, and I was like, man, I, my, my next few steps I'm going to take, at least I'm not starting at the bottom. At least I'm not still down there. I was able to appreciate, I could see how far I had come. I could see where the tree line was. I was past the tree line. I was able to see that I wasn't starting from scratch. So when I got up, I wasn't, I wasn't saying, I'm just going to get up and move on. I was saying, I'm going to get up and I'm going to move forward. I'm going to move forward because I see that I am not alone. Maybe I'm by myself right now, but I'm not alone because everyone I came up here with is waiting for me up there. I can move forward because I know that I'm not moving forward because my motivation. I'm moving forward because I know where I want to go. I'm moving forward because I know what's in front of me. Moving on says I want to forget what's behind me. Moving forward says I want to know what's coming. I want to know what's next, and I want to be a part of it. I want it to be my life, and I want to be part of my life. I want to be part of living my life. Instead of forgetting what has happened and moving on, I want to be excited about what the future is going to bring. And so when you choose to move forward, you are creating momentum. When you choose to move in love, momentum is being created for you to move forward. If you could, I want you to close your eyes real quick and bow your heads. I want us to pray together today, and I want to give you a quick challenge. This week, I want you to challenge yourself. Where do you need to move forward? Not move on. Not just forget. Not just push it aside. Not just let it go. Where do you need to move forward? I want you to identify, identify that place in your life, and I want you to know to challenge yourself to move in faith, hope, and love this week. To know that if there was nothing else in your life, if everything else went away, that you have faith, hope, and love. I'm telling you, it's been gifted to you. Maybe I can't convince you of that, but I want you to let yourself believe it for the next week. Let yourself play with the belief that you have faith, hope, and love. And you're going to carry that with you this week. That you're going to move in love this week. If you think you can do that on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. Let's do it. One, two, three. Put your hand up real quick. You want to be moving in love this week. Put your hands down. Let's pray. God, we're so grateful. 
We're so grateful to have a God who freely gives gifts, that we can move in faith, hope, and love, that because of who you are, because of what you have said, because of what you have done, we can be a people who are empowered. We can be a people who will move in faith and hope and love. I pray that we would be a people who choose to move forward, not move on, but to move forward with our spirituality, to move forward in our relationships, to move forward in our parenting, to move forward in our jobs, to move forward in our community. Thank you for what you're doing in us and through us. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, our mission and goal is to connect people to the heart of God. If you would like to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ, please visit us at www.theheart.church for more information. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who might benefit from it. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we'd like to invite you to visit us this Sunday morning. We have two experiences for you to choose from at 9.30 and 11 a.m., all happening at the Spot Cinema House and Eatery. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how our relationships grow and how your faith grows.